0: The Share Podcast is brought to you by Union Digital Bank, a fully digital bank with a mission to empower every Filipino everywhere by providing easy access to digital financial services for consumers and businesses. Union Digital Bank partners with startups to co-create financial products to meet the needs of their customers. Contact Union Digital Bank to explore how they can power your platform with embedded financial services. For more information about Union Digital Bank, please see their website at www.uniondigitalbank.io. Stay updated by following them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also by Shoppable Business, your number one source for procuring products for your business in the Philippines. Discover authentic branded products online. Shop bulk, save big, and secure authentic products with official sales invoices at Shoppable Business today. And also brought to you by DragonPay. DragonPay is the pioneer in alternative payments in the Philippines. DragonPay is the reigning FinTech of the year in last year's Philippine FinTech Festival. Sign up now at www.dragonpay.ph
2: here I am, like this founder itch, like, you know what? I can solve that problem. So I was this dilemma of like, should I pursue the music career or should I go back to the fintech startup that, that, you know, made me a millionaire but broke my heart in the process as well? But, you know, the, the founder itch it was so powerful that I canceled my multi album contract and then built a
1: safe.
0: Welcome to Hustle Share. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baitiung.
1: Welcome to this episode of Share Podcast. We finally got these guys. I've been trying to get these guys since when, a couple months ago. <laughs> but they went through a demo day. I got busy and then things got just got... Mumbo-jumbo, and now we are finally here. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Al Cardenas of Safe. Up! Woo-hoo. Thank you so much. All right. So again, you know, when you started the pitch, right? You said that ah, you, you don't want... The, the overall... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be wrong, and I probably am. The overarching value proposition or problem you're trying to solve is that you don't want to get... P- You don't want people to get scammed in the Philippines. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. So now my overarching question is like, how did you get scammed? Because if you're not going to try to solve this, (laughs) if you didn't get scammed yourself, what did you try to purchase? But let's clip hanger that out. Uh, Because again, this is going to be an amazing episode. Just, dude, I've been scammed too, right? Uh, For the majority of the time, it's my stupidity. But there are a lot of scammers there now that are freaking really good. And I'll just say one one piece, okay? Let's come clean. You know, even the best of us get fucked up like this. So I think this was last year. Some random person calls me and says, "Yo, um, we have your, we have credit card points that you haven't used, and if you want to turn that into points, I'm like yeah, I'm I'm a cheap cheap ass, so I'm like let's do it." And then they had to verify several things in my BPI account. They knew my account number. They didn't get my password. They had to do it. And then, for some reason, they got access. Good thing, just like a normal startup founder, when they got access, they found the truth. There was nothing in my background. i was like, what are you going to steal? There's (laughs) nothing there. Okay, we all broke here. So, okay, nice try, guys. But man, it was just, they, they were so smooth. And this has not happened just to me. It happened to my sister-in-law also. But again, be a true startup founder. Be broke like us. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my scam story. And I want to understand how that works by asking you the million-dollar question. Tito Al, what's your hustle?
2: Yes. Uh, so Safe is a, technically a middleman app. So we're an escrow app that uh, acts as a middleman between buyers and sellers. So we hold the payment on both uh, users, and we also utilize artificial intelligence through our feature called Safekeeper. So Safekeeper utilizes uh, computer vision and machine learning in order for us to detect and prevent product switching scams. And then uh, recently, um, no, not recently, but uh, probably next week, we're going to launch our new feature called SafeMall. But yeah, that is
1: SAFE in a nutshell SAFE Mall Oh ha, there you go You heard it here first So by the time this is out There is a new product But again, really, really interesting But before we talk about how you build SAFE I need you to buckle up real quick Because before we talk about SAFE We're going to talk about your origin story Because we're going to have to ride The Hustle Share Time Machine Oh ha, there you go What's your origin story? What was your first uh, exposure to hustling? Is there also role models that you had growing up?
2: Mm. Yeah, I think my the first time I became an entrepreneur was I was in grade five. Wow. Uh, Were so, you selling yes, other so, books? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yes, I was actually selling uh, used clothes like ukay-ukay and mm, cooked food okay. and chicharon. Yeah. So back then, my brother got a a very rare kidney disease that actually put our, uh, yes, uh, family finances into into shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then so uh, as young as a uh, grade five student, I was forced to do it. And so that was basically an eye opener experience for me uh, because, you know, I always say this, it actually deprived me of my childhood. So I never had the opportunity to play the True. Hence all of this on the background. It's <laughs> like this is for me. I'm just <laughs> <Kiddy> <laughs> catching out. up. Matt, Matt, yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how I got started. And then I enrolled at uh, STI for BSIT. And then a month into the the program, my computer science professor showed us this movie called The Pirates of the Silicon Valley. Oh, man, that's mm-hmm. too old, man. Yeah, that's so it's fine. about Steve good. Jobs. And, I don't feel yes. right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so so this movie was about Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and how they yep. got started. And I was actually inspired. and I told myself, I can actually do that. And then I, I built my first software called ChocoType. <laughs> so ChocoType what? is a... Yeah, because I love chocolate and I love touch typing. So it's, it's mm. a software that actually teaches... Users, how to touch type or you know, you know, typing without looking at the keyboard, and then I was able to build it using YouTube University. There <laughs> you go, using, uh, yes, of
1: YouTube <laughs> University
2: cum laude. There you go, all right, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I use Visual Basic, and then I was able to build it. and I, nice. I started printing business cards like that, that says Alfred and a CEO. Wow, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg it's
1: called, Zuckerberg style, okay. Right. Just without the bitch. Like, he True. had the bitch in there, right?
2: Mm. Yes. And it felt great. And then I actually dropped out, you know, thinking I can make it on my own at such a age. And wow. then, like, four months after, the company actually failed. And then I tried different things, like call center, selling insurance. And while I was selling insurance, uh, I need a, a laptop in order for me to do insurance sales. And right. then uh, I was forced to, like, take uh, a gadget loan from one of the leading uh, gadget loans in the Philippines. And back then, it was 2018, I, I was forced to like fill up this thick paper forms and I said to myself, There's, there should be a better way to do buy now, pay later. Mm. And that's how Jungle, my first fintech startup, create, was created, was born actually. Nice. And so, this is how yes. I,
1: I, I met you, or we got connected True. online, right? Because every True. once in a while, remember you shooting hoops and one thing I remember like there, he, he's using this app that counts his his uh, shooting percentage like where the hell is that? Like i kept finding it like damn it okay I can't find it I will just manually count my misses one out of 20 there you go <laughs> <laughs> no. bricks bricks on bricks on bricks but uh, I, I want yeah. to understand Al so several things I'll, I'll just go back a mm-hmm. little bit because again just because it, you you see that there's an opportunity you didn't ask for help you taught yourself great but again, failure is always around the corner, right? A couple things I want to find out. When you failed, how did that feel? And then when you got to the call center and also when you failed, what were the core skills or the skill stats that you developed very early on That's you still used today?
2: Yeah. So when my first company failed, I realized that not because you can build a product and you can print business cards and put CEO as a title, but you have a real company, right? Yes. And... That is the the first realization that you should actually focus on market research first, talking to your users, right? And that is the first lesson that I had. So it really felt it was super painful because technically I'm a, a very proud and arrogant person, and you know I take pride in what I do, and I think most founders are like this. And you yep. know, seeing your your your, your idea failing, it, it's a re- really humbling experience for me. Yep. And then when I get to the call center industry, uh, I was like using the the breaks to really hone my startup skills. So this is where I started reading the lead startup methodology, all about the the life and the uh, biographies of like the the late Steve Jobs and all of those uh, great people that I really admire and follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That, that was my experience after my first failure.
1: No, but in, okay, the reason why I ask you about the call center thing is again, I don't know if you're, you guys ever heard it, that this, this accent that I use is fake. Okay. This is not the way I really talk. Right. But um, I, I've learned this at a call center. Right. And it's a core skill that I've mastered, unfortunately, even the cussing part, because I was in a call center for a long time. Right. Telemarketing customer service, the whole nine yards. But I did that for a couple of years when I was in college, right? But I want to understand those core skills that you've learned. Just, dude, a lot of the stuff that I learned there, I mean, this is one of them, is still here. What are those things that you acquired in a call center hustle? Hmm. I think
2: one of the main, I'm not sure if it's a skill or a, or a characteristic. I really don't give up easily because I learned this from, from my call center experience because I spent five years in the call center industry with the hopes of becoming a supervisor. And I really failed that. I mean, and I was never promoted. That's why I promoted myself to the CEO position, but Mm -hmm. I I really never gave up. It's like, but on my fifth year, I I saw that there's no hope that is when I got started, you know, building other side hustles as well. But I think my main skill or character that I, that I learned and built through my call center experience is that, you know, with my tenacity and you know my attitude of never giving up I always say I want to quit and all but I'll, that is just all talk at the <laughs> end of the day I'm still here <laughs> you show up the next day <laughs> right so, okay. then the next day I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the first guy to to work so yeah
1: uh, and that's a, that's actually the most important skill in startup life right I mean you should never give up but you should pivot right the last thing you want to do is keep doing the same shit over and over and again but uh to expect different results, right? But before we take our first break, so you did this, Al, and again, you also did a lot of side hustles in, in between. But I want to understand now how you built Jungle. Because going from zero experience or you've tried to start up into a proper startup in, in creating Jungle, how did you pitch that? And how what was that idea from? And yeah, uh, tell me about the origin story of or how that worked. Yes
2: so originally jungle was a is a was a peer to peer bnpl startup so the idea is that i will use other people's money to fund other people's purchases and that was yeah that was the original idea and it was so complicated that idea space declined me like three times wow <laughs> so that's
1: fine yes. and then <laughs> don't worry i also got declined three times before so you're not alone right Oh, until now in PNA they invested so. Yes, but I love oh. the idea. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what oh, happened
2: So okay. you? The how yeah. did so, that Yes, that, that was the the original idea, and then yes. Yeah, so uh, I was trying to find a co-founder, technical co-founder in the Philippines. It took me nine months, and then I was accepted into the Antler Singapore program, where I met my Colombian co-founder. I was the first Filipino, uh, the only Filipino on the third cohort of Antler Singapore. And then during that time, the feedback that I received from the Antler Singapore program was so uh, eye-opening that I made the decision to just make it a simple BNPL. But the thing is, what separated Jungle from the rest is our revolving credit line. We were the first ones to do it. And the revolving credit line was like, in my opinion, what our like future users will definitely take care of. Because I was banking on this assumption that if I have a revolving credit line, I'll keep paying it so that it will increase in value, and that's actually what happened. And that was the the driving factor that led Jungle to having a ninety to ninety six percent collection rate, which is super high in the industry. Yes, and then when we launched in the Philippines, it was the same day that President Rodrigo Duterte actually announced the strict lockdown. And jungle was, towards, mm. yes, jungle was geared towards yes, jungle was geared towards gadget and travel purchases. Oh and then what God. I did instead of like giving up is we partnered with I forgot the the, the name, but it, it is a, a like the company that provides codes like discount codes that enabled mm. us to offer the first medicine now and grocery now pay later. And we specifically targeted the frontliners who so was able to keep their jobs. So that's how we survived. We only raced one round for four years before we got acquired.
1: That is amazing. All right, now let's take our first break. And when we come back, we will now discuss again how how Jungle also further got that done with you, a deep dive of how he was able to grow it. Because again, four years of doing a startup is an eternity. But let's talk about that more after the break. There's never been a faster or easier way to
2: start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. And we're back in the break. We are still with Al Al Cardenas. So I want to understand, Al. So you you gave us a bit of a gist of what Jungle was. But again, I want to do a deep dive because when you create a startup and you mentioned that the very first iteration of Jungle was, was too early for its game. And a lot of startups in the world, especially in the Philippines, actually, there's an evangelization point where when you pitch something, people don't fucking understand it. Like, what is that? So, that happened to me three times already in all the startups that I'd done. First one was a party app. So, called was guestless.ph. It eventually I called it Party File. What is a party feel? Bossing, what is a party feel? Like, dude, it's not party feel. It's party file. What are talking about? Right. So, I had to evangelize and that takes time. Right. Second thing happened to me with Chatbot 2017. People know what the chatbot is now in 2023. But in 2017, you know what people called it? People called it a chat box. Bossing, what is a chat box? Are you selling me a chat box? No, nine times out of 10, people don't understand. So eventually there's evangelization point. We got lucky. We got acquired 12 months after I put it up. right? changed my life right after that. And then here I go again, podcasts, right? 2019, what is a podcast? Huh? What is, what is that? So every single time I create a startup, because when you become a visionary, you, it's so clear in your head, but in reality, the vast majority of people don't understand it. And, I can, and again, I think it's a bit of the same thing now with SAFE, but you've already done this in Jungle. How did you change the status quo or how you even persist when people and you, when it's so clear to you, what the vast majority of the people that needed this actually did not understand?
2: Yeah. So for, for jungle, so you're right. So Filipinos are not really like into buying no a pay later during like 2018, 2017. And so instead of like giving up or pivoting, because I really believe in the BNPL idea back then, so pivoting was not an option. All I did is like find a market wherein people are already aware of BNPL and the next, the, the, the next best thing out uh, next, aside from Philippines was Singapore. So that's why I applied to Anter Singapore and I was able to get it. And then when we when we returned to the Philippines the next year, 2019, why not pay later is somehow, you know, getting the traction that we deserve. So that's how we got, you know, we solved that too early for this market thing. Now I actually built my second startup called The Financial Today. The Financial mm-hmm. Today is not, not just like your yeah, your typical like business uh, news site. We're actually oh, right. building a syn- synthetic media. Wherein we're replicating the the, the the famous like newscasters in the Philippines and using oh. like AI and synthetic media. And that was like in 2020. And I actually pitched this at the the final pitch. And it's re- like too early for this now. Like seeing synthetic newscasters or sports. Uh, GMA uh, and all that, space, yeah, yeah, right. It's like it's it's now normal, but. Back then, as well, it was really not like it's not going to work. You know, you cannot replace real human beings when it comes to presenting news. And then now, with SAFE, aha, most Filipinos are not familiar with escrow. And during yeah. the user interviews, actually, Filipinos thought escrow was some kind of uh, an exotic bird. So, <laughs> um, so. Okay. so uh, Yes. Oh, is that no. that the escrow. What the? <laughs> it's true. So th- that was the, like the challenge. For safe, what oh we did <laughs> to overcome this, this, to find a way, like find a product they, that they do understand. But in reality, it's still escrow. That is why we're we're launching a, a, a new feature called Safe Mode that we can discuss later on. Yeah. So I think it's just yeah, it's just finding you know different things that. People understand now and then just do it once, you know, they understand the, the thing that you want to do later on.
1: I totally agree. And I remember this is where my analogy game really improved. Because again, BNPL before. Is a nice nice term. But in reality, it's been here forever called hulugan. Or 4 Gibbs, 5 games, 6 Gibbs, 7 Gibbs, 8 Gibbs, whatever the hell that is, right? Where you pre-purchase a product and you pay it in tranches right where you with interest of course right lucky if you don't get interest that's a very nice thing but basically it's hulugan that concept has been there so i remember using a lot of uh, analogies also where you dumb down the concept that people get it. ah okay Chat box, it's a customer service you automate there's a ro- is there a robot it's like you know no, there's no robot robot right there's just uh, a automated, you know, so you don't have to answer stupid questions. Like, ah, okay. And then you demo and then people get it. Right? Podcast is like, ah, radio in the Spotify. In the Spotify? No, it's basically, you know, radio talk that on demand that you can listen like a song, go to Spotify. Ah, okay. And eventually they get it. Right? And then it picks up steam and it becomes normal. But walk me through this before we talk about the, uh, how you guys got to save. Because you mentioned you, you went Jungle was the thing, and then pandemic, you had to. When you came back, two things I wanted to know because a lot of people don't know, I mean, no Antler now, but in 2018, 2019, Antler was very new. And uh, this concept of building startup from scratch and basically being match made into something is not that common back then or wasn't a proven model. What was the Antler experience like? Walk me through that process. And in a way, it's also similar to how you guys did it in Founders Launchpad, right? So yeah, how, what was that Antler experience like?
2: Yeah, it was actually eye-opening because the, the concept of Antler is not focused on the idea itself, but on the quality of the founders they take in. So like 99% of this, like the 100 founders in the Antler program for the third cohort, they ha- all have MBAs and PhD, and I'm the only one Holy with like shit. a high school diploma. Yeah, it's like for me, okay, this is a new thing for me because wow. all of these guys are super smart. Yeah. So that was the the most notable thing that I noticed with with Antler. And then they're they're going to like try to match you up based on your skills and your interests when it comes to the industry that you want to tackle, but they're not going to force you into a to an idea or like to force you to team up.
1: So so that's the main differentiating factor with Antler. Got it. Now, all right, last question before we talk about Safe, right? So you mentioned you guys got acquired. Walk me through that process of going through, again, iteration to iteration and then eventually getting acquired in December
2: 2022. Yes. So from the day that we launched, that was the, the day that the Philippines went into a strict lockdown. So I, I think switching from uh, uh, gadgets and uh, travel packages focus into like the, the needs uh, from medicine and groceries. Mm-hmm. It's actually like common sense, you know? Should you just pause the, the business simply because there's like a challenge in front of you? Or should you find a different thing that's no one no one's literally doing? So yeah. that's basically how, how I approach things. It's just common sense. And, you know, if it's based on common sense, it should also make some business sense. So that's how we iterate things with Jungle. And then once the pandemic was lifted, we started going back to where we originally targeted, which is gadgets and all of the, the wants of the Filipinos, right? And then on the third year, I actually left the company Ooh. due to co- yeah, co-founder conflict. Mm. So I'm not going to like uh, discuss that, but it's an eye-opening experience because this is like a lesson for all the founders, but not because you stayed for three years, you're good with your co-founding team, that you're all set. Mm-hmm. No, there like there will be challenges and there will be like uh, difference of opinion, and there are sometimes it's better to leave the company that you started just to protect your mental health and your well, the well being of your family as well. Makes sense. So yeah,
1: got it. Again, and th- th- this is one of the things that that happen all, all along because. When you go to zero to one, validating a startup, it's actually one of the most fun things pa, when you create a startup, right? Like everything's kumbaya. But as you actually validate your problem-solution fit and you chase product-market fit, there's so many factors that come in. Employees, stress, and all these things, much in higher stakes, especially if you take in money outside. VC, see now, all of a sudden, you have a gun in your head or you have a guillotine on your neck. Right, not a lot of founders are built for that, right? And there are always going to be conflict or arguments, but it takes a really special bond and common respect to keep that conflict. Because I remember my late co-founder Joseph, we argue like like we're we're, we're cats and dogs every time. And then whenever, whenever it's like he he agrees with me, like, huh? Are you sure you agree with me? What the hell? This is so weird, right? We're supposed to have you know varying opinions but the most important thing is that when we do argue we should have a common goal we just have very different vantage points on how it how we should attack it but in the end we we should be able to attack one thing we even had this trump card that we gave to each other forgot what it was called pass away but yeah but basically if like disagree and commit card this is a disagree and commit so for example if we hit an impasse and we need to make a decision on something the worst thing you can do is you just fight and nothing happens we cannot not do that we, sh- we should have a move but if someone feels super strongly about a certain de- decision that you're willing to put your neck on the line I will pull Say for, he will pull that or I will pull it and say let's agree to disagree but commit with me I got this I'll win the game for us then we have a thing now if I fuck it up my bad I will I will take care of the consequences and and everything else and whatnot but if i'm right then we all win right at the end of the day we're committing to a common goal and that's the most important thing i just miss joseph joseph prepare us there you go okay now how did that turn so during that time after you left jungle and this is where similar to failure i remember after party file failed and i thought of chatbot there were several months there. It was really dark. And it's like, I didn't know what the fuck it was. Because as founders, you attach yourself worth so much to your startup. You are your startup. You know, whoever says that, yeah, I'm not your startup. Bullshit. Come on. We put our heart and soul into our startup. What did that feel like? And how did that eventually lead you to create, or at least get into Founders Launchpad to create safe?
2: Yeah. I mean, feeling-wise, it was so painful you know it's like leaving your child you know and yeah th- those were dark days and i'm the, the the type of person who just cannot retire you know i I need to do something and speaking of that that is how i started the financial today it also mm-hmm. failed another painful experience so what we did my wife and i is like we bought different farm properties in palawan and i really like put myself in a position wherein I won't be able to see anything about tech startups at all. That's how painful it was back then. And uh, I was just like trying to find different passion. And then I, I tried rapping and I like, it was actually successful. Yeah. (laughs) After four months of trying to rap, I was actually signed by ivory music and that's when I went back to Manila. All right. Yes. And during those times acquisition talks were like, beginning to get started with with jungle but the number one request of the acquirers like there was six suitors it's like i was to be reinstated as ceo Mm. just for the sake of completing the acquisition deal and that's actually what happened and then Mm. then jungle was acquired i was able to buy myself and my family our houses nice and when i was like trying to buy a dining set that's how i got scammed on facebook marketplace
1: Okay, walk me through this process. Okay, because
2: again, (laughs)
1: Army said it, she got scammed with the hardware and whoever scammed you, Army, come on. This is just a kid trying to get things by, you know, that extra thousand pesos would have meant instead of fewa, we could have been a really nice sal meal, right? That only rice, right? But dude, how did that happen when you got scammed? Walk me through and what was that? The fact that you created a startup to solve this (laughs) must have fucking pissed the hell out of you. True. It was actually my
2: wife trying to, to find a dining set. And okay. the set was so well thought of. So this camera's Facebook profile was actually not new. We had a lot of real people as friends. So you okay. won't actually like get any suspicions. And then we agreed with 50-50 deal. Like we pay 50% now. But before we release the money, we need to, to have the Lala Move tracking link and a live video of them. Like... Putting in the the actual dining set onto the truck, and they sent it. They actually have yeah. a, a video of the tr- of the dining set being loaded into the truck. And It's like, okay, so we said the fifty percent, and then after like a few hours, I was like like refreshing the link, and it's it was canceled. It turns out that the the, the seller actually booked it on a, a very generic spot, and the video was like pre recorded.
1: How much was the dining set? I, I'm just curious because this is, this is annoying. It's
2: like a thousand USD. 50K so, pesos, okay. Yeah, so it's like, it, it pisses me off because I was in this new rap career that's actually booming. <laughs> I was Imagine you're in a rap, and rap then... career
1: and you don't have a dining set. Where the hell are y'all gonna eat <laughs> the shit, bro? So True. <laughs> and then here I am,
2: like this founder itch. Like, you know what? I can solve that problem. So I was this dilemma of like, should I pursue the music career or should I go back to the fintech startup that, you know, made me a millionaire but broke my heart in the process as well. But you know, the the founder itch was so powerful that I canceled my multi album contract and then
1: built safe. Sorry, we we lost our Kanye at the Philippines (laughs) and And he made safe mid man So, okay, now I'm curious where, where I will link it up. For those people who are curious to hear Al's, what's your name? What's your artist's name? It was Al Frost. Al Frost. Okay, and. Uh, <laughs> I I will link it up in the description box on HustleShare.com yeah. for this episode. Just, I got a vibe, man. I, it's Traffic is bad, right? If you run out of podcasts to listen to, you need to listen to Al <laughs> Frost. So how did that then turn into this? How did you get into the Founders Launchpad uh, ecosystem? You you had the idea. What was the initial idea? And what how did you pitch it? Yeah.
2: I mean, the difference between Safe and Jungle. So with Jungle, I only had a deck. Mm. But now with with safe with all of this no code tools, I already have an MVP. But during the ideation process with the founders long program, we realized that even if we offer an escrow, there's still a lot of things that, you know, a lot of loopholes for these cameras to take advantage to. And that, that is where artificial intelligence could actually be utilized, not just to use as type, but to utilize as a tool to actually, you know, solve those loopholes.
1: That's amazing. All right, now let's take our last break, and when we come back, we will now talk about how you built the product. And of course, you have a secret co-founder who is in the showbiz industry. Also, and we'll talk about that. And again, how you built the product, how you got into the founders' launchpad demo day, the initial traction, and of course, the a new product that you guys are building. But let's talk about that more after the break. has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store, or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor Dragon Pay is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto buy now pay later and many more they also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month dragon pay is your trusted choice for online payments and here's something to show you how legit dragon pay is dragon pay was named fintech of the year at last year's philippine fintech festival in 2020 so let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon For more details, head on over to DragonPay.ph. That's DragonPay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Al Frost. Not just kidding. Al Cardenas, again, told us uh, how uh, they eventually did it. But the risky thing about working with your friends or former colleagues is not everybody gets to be exposed with A players. And in order for you to have a chance in creating a great startup, you need to work with A players. Now, if you're just surrounded with people that you know probably don't see the same vision as you, doesn't have the work, same work ethic as you, then you're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting. And that's where also typically founder problems happen because it's not matched, right? So I want to understand the dynamic because there is Miss Isabel Daza, who's also a podcaster, by the way, shout out uh who again uh, is part of the that dynamic can you describe how your co-foundership works and how do you guys make magic happen
2: yeah so uh during the founders launchpad program isabel daza her mother gloria Diaz, got scammed on one of the leading e-commerce platforms in the country
1: what? <laughs> so your the, gloria yes Diaz got scammed Yeah. oh my god yes
2: so <laughs> So basically, she ordered a makeup kit, and what arrived is a piece of uh, uh, tissue paper.
1: <laughs> what? So, are you it, kidding me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, so they devastated Gloria idea uh, to the point that Isabel Data posted uh, a story with a poll uh, asking her followers if yeah. typical Filipinos also experienced that. And, and like 48% yeah. of her followers said yes. Oh, man. And then one of the founders of Founders Launchpad. I actually uh, a friend of Isabel Daza, and she uh, and he connected us to to Miss Bell. And then uh, originally, I thought Bell only wanted to become a brand ambassador. But after the first meeting of Safe and Bell, it turns out that she really wanted to be hands on, simply because yeah. of the, the experience of her mom and her own personal experience getting scammed. So this is our revenge play to all of those scammers out there.
1: <laughs> wow! Okay, look out, scammers! This is. This is Django Unchained. Right. But I want to understand. All right. So I'm just gonna come clean, right? If if I, I've never worked with a celebrity, I would have been pretty starstruck with that. How did you get over that hum and how do you create that dynamic work? Because I, I can't imagine yeah. being like I would be like, hi, hi Beth, can I can you create <laughs> a deck? I, I I don't know. Right. I would have done the fucking thing and it's not gonna work. How do you get over that hum? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, but the first meeting, I was starstruck. But immediately after... <laughs> Did you I, rap I, I, to impress her? No, there you go. No. Yeah. I mean, after the, the pitch, the picked the bell. I, I immediately saw how smart she was. And that actually removed all of the starstruck fa- uh, factor. Uh, she earned my respect by, you know, her being, you know, wanting to be hands-on as well. So for me, that, that removed all of the celebrity to non-celebrity relationship. Out of the right. window, yeah. So we have basically we, we we operate like any other startup founders. We have our own KPIs. We are basically accountable, held accountable through our performance as well. So yeah.
1: All right, sounds good. Now, Al, I want to understand. So, okay, it's, it's again, uh, it's jungle all over again. There is a demo, uh, evangelization period. How did you get initial traction? Considering that you know you said escrow is alien to a lot of Filipinos. How did you get initial traction and What was that like when you went to go to market? Yes,
2: it actually resonated with what you said, finding a different wording to the the same product that you're offering. During the, the user interviews that we did, it turns out that they're not familiar with escrow, but they're using the same service called Midman. And Midman is basically a Facebook group administrator that they trust. So the sellers are sending the packages or the products to the Midman and then the midman verifies it if it's authentic Legit or not, and then precisely, and then the buyer sends the money to the midman. So basically, we just shifted from escrow to to the midman term. Mm. So that's how we got started. So I joined a Facebook group that I partnered with to gain the initial traction. So all of the transaction, instead of going to the, that midman, it will go directly to Safe. So that's the original traction came from for the MVP, and then we got funded by Founders Launchpad. So once we had all of the partner merchants who are already selling on Facebook Marketplace, they're the ones actually doing the evangelism of you know what Safe App is, and that's how we got our first eight hundred thousand pesos worth of payments in less than sixty days with zero marketing spend. And this is Bell not doing anything yet. So yeah, th- that that is how we we generated our initial traction and how we utilize our MVP.
1: No, but this is also the char- challenge between any two sided marketplaces. Right, Uh, the the low hanging fruit is always going to be supply or whatever the lower, wherever you have a cheat code in acquiring, right? So I I know this because in party file it I did the same shit. The easiest one for for me to get, but took me years to get, was to get all the clubs. And when you get all the best clubs, give access. All the people that don't have access will come. So you got the supply. How do we able to get the demand? Yeah.
2: So uh, for us, we actually still utilize the sellers. So they're the ones making the the explanation to them and there's no actually downside on the buyer side simply because we hold the payment for them there's no transaction fee we're charging the seller side so it's a win-win for both sides so that's how we basically oil the engine for for go to market market
1: strikes got it now what's this new uh, product you guys are gonna uh, you're you're launching and talk to me how that adds up to what you already built Yes. So we
2: already built and launched the Safe Escrow app, right? So it's a standalone app for Facebook Marketplace, Carousel, and even freelancing transactions online. Now, during our talk and meeting with different people around the Philippines, like Manila, Baguio, Cebu, there's one thing that always comes up. Is it like Shopee or Lazada? It turns out that Filipinos are aware of the scamming problem, but they're not really familiar with the escrow or the midman approach. So with that being said, we're going to launch on December 17th, our, uh, our basically carousel with all of the safe features. So um, it's like a marketplace for all verified C2C. users, C2C, verified sellers and verified buyers as well. And it is, the, the backend is just powered by, by the safe ecosystem that we already built. So it's, it's just, you know, trying to first serve what they already understand and then capitalizing on the existing user base that we're going to have and offer safe escrow app once they're already familiar with it.
1: All right. Again, thank you very much. Amazing job. And again, I know this is just a start. I will have you here again in the future. But again, if they, they are interested to not, not just that... Um, not get scammed. Who, who, wants, who wants to get... It's scam season again. It's the bare months, right? You don't want to get scammed. Uh, again, you don't want your hamon to end up as a Suman, right? Who, who wants to... <laughs> or not have hamon for Noche Buena, right? If if invite people over, how to, if they want to work with you, get in touch with you, or if they want to fund you, where do they go and how do they do that?
2: Yes. So if you want to avoid getting scammed on Facebook Marketplace, Carousel, and other third-party platforms, just go to Google Play or uh, App Store and download Safe Midman app. And on December 17th, we're also going to launch our Safe Mall feature, which is a very safe platform for all verified and authenticated products using AI as well. Now, if you want to join our internship program, just hit us up uh, al at Al at app.
1: There you go again. Congrats, guys. And we're looking forward to see you guys save more people from being scammed. Again, if you want to scam people, don't scam uh, Startup Founders. We are broke. You have nothing to, you know, it all went to 13th month. That's where <laughs> That's where it all went through. But again, uh, Al, thank you so much. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever Spotify app you're listening to, it, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcast, or any type of podcast app, if you also want to see the notes or any of the links that we mentioned today, you can find them at the show notes on HustleShare.com. And if you want to support Hustle Share, that like our amazing premium supporters like Angelo Lee, mata Technologies, Gab Abbott, and of course Gentry Fund, you can find the. You can also support us at premium.hustleshare.com. Again, Al, thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.